From politics to the paranormal, welcome to the Dallas Ryan Show. I want to begin by saying that Hillary and I are profoundly shocked and saddened by the tragedy today in Littleton, where two students opened fire on their classmates before apparently turning their guns on themselves. She said to me just a moment ago that perhaps now America would wake up to the dimensions of this challenge if it could happen in a place like Littleton and we could prevent anything like this from happening again. Our nation is shocked and saddened by the news of the shootings at Virginia Tech today. The exact toll has not yet been confirmed, but it appears that more than 30 people were killed and many more were wounded. Schools should be places of safety and sanctuary and learning. When that sanctuary is violated, the impact is felt in every American classroom and every American community. We've endured too many of these tragedies in the past few years. And each time I learn the news, I react not as a president, but as anybody else would, as a parent. And that was especially true today. I know there's not a parent in America who doesn't feel the same overwhelming grief that I do. The majority of those who died today were children, uh, beautiful little kids between the ages of 5 and 10 years old. They had their entire lives ahead of them, birthdays, graduations, weddings, kids of their own. So our hearts are broken today for the parents and grandparents, sisters and brothers of these little children, and for the families of the adults who were lost. Our hearts are broken for the parents of the survivors as well. For as blessed as they are to have their children home tonight, they know that their children's innocence has been torn away from them too early, and there are no words that will ease their pain. My fellow Americans, today I speak to a nation in grief. Yesterday, a school filled with innocent children and caring teachers became the scene of terrible violence, hatred, and evil. Around 2.30 yesterday afternoon, police responded to reports of gunfire at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, a great and safe community. There, a shooter, who is now in custody, opened fire on defenseless students and teachers. He murdered 17 people and badly wounded at least 14 others. Our entire nation, with one heavy heart, is praying for the victims and their families. I learned about a school shooting in Michigan. We learned, uh, well, as we learned the full details, my heart goes out to the families enduring the unimaginable grief of losing a loved one. Apparently, there are somewhere in the order of nine people shot, and several, have, or three, I think, are dead. 
And the young man, I think, is, as I understand it from staff, is about 15 years old, and he, uh, he turned himself in um, and uh, just said he, and he claimed his uh, right against self-incrimination and handed over his pistol. That's all that we know about it, but uh, you've got to know that that whole community has to be just in a state of shock right now. I want to dedicate this to all the victims of gun violence. Here's Will Hogue when I get my wings.
Okay, we got new information coming out of Oxford Township, Michigan. The Oakland County Prosecutor's Office has said that school officials had legal grounds to search the shooter's backpack, but failed to do so. The shooter's parents were arrested on four and charged with four counts of manslaughter, uh, involuntary manslaughter, and obviously they're both innocent until proven guilty. Here's what we know about the response from the school. On November 29th, the day before the shooting, the shooter's teacher, one of the shooter's teachers, saw him looking at bullets on his phone. On November 30th, the day of the shooting, his, his teacher saw a drawing of a gun, a person who had been shot, a laughing emoji, and the words, Blood everywhere, the thoughts won't stop, help me. What in the hell else do you need for a warning sign? It's not that the teacher didn't do anything. The teacher took the shooter to the counselor's office. And after talking to, uh, and, and they brought in the parents, and after talking to the child and the parent, they somehow decided that there was no danger, that there wasn't a threat. Um, apparently, the school officials had asked the parents to take the child home, and they refused to do so and left and went back to work. Nowhere in that process did anyone from the school bother to search the shooter's backpack or his locker and eventually just let him go back to class. So here's the information the school had. The day before the shooting, He's looking at bullets on his phone, and the teacher sees it. The day of the shooting, they see a drawing. Uh, in the drawing, a person had been shot. There was a drawing of a gun. A person had been shot. There was a laughing emoji. And the words written on the drawing was, were blood everywhere. The thoughts won't stop. Help me. Blood everywhere. The thoughts won't stop. Help me. The thoughts won't stop. Help me. I don't know. I don't know how he could have been more clearer about what may have been going about what was going on in his head. This was an institutional failure by the school. An institutional failure by the school to protect the children. To protect life. This was an institutional failure. It was 
gross negligence. It was, it's unbelievable that just hours before this kid shoots up the school, they got him in the guidance counselor's office with the parents, with the information about the bullets, with the information about the drawing. And eventually he just goes back to class. They don't ask if he has a gun. They don't search for a weapon. Obviously, they were not keeping an eye on him. Institutional failure by the school. And there may be charges. Uh, the Oakland County Prosecutor's Office hasn't ruled out charges against school officials. Now, in Kentucky... Kentucky Republican Representative Thomas Massey tweeted a Christmas photo of him, his wife, and their children, and they're all holding guns. This comes four days after a 15-year-old boy murdered four people at his school with a gun purchased by his father. At the very least, this is incredibly tone deaf. This is a problem with <clears throat> the culture wars and the culture warriors. Because it wouldn't surprise me to learn that this Thomas Massey of Kentucky believed that the appropriate response to a school shooting was to post a Christmas photo with everyone in his family holding a gun and the reason that he probably thought that that was an appropriate response was because in the wake of a shooting these culture warriors feel the need to pretend that somebody's coming after their guns. They always have to pretend <clears throat> There's a war against everything, a war on everything, a war on Christmas, a war on guns, a war on marriage, a war on Christianity, a war on heterosexuality. Because if we try to pass common sense gun control, then there's a war, they're coming to get your guns. And I don't know where in the hell the war on Christmas thing came from because... To my knowledge, it's never been illegal to celebrate Christmas or to say Merry Christmas, as Trump said. said that, uh, when he got elected, he said we could say Merry Christmas again. And when, when the hell... I, <laughs> I didn't know that we couldn't before. <clears throat> marriage, war on marriage. That's what you heard when gay marriage became legal across the land, that it was somehow going to affect... Straight marriage, which baffles me. I think us straight people do plenty to damage our marriages without any outside help. And the First Amendment, uh, First Amendment protects Christianity. There's no war on Christianity. Uh, but if you respect another religion or, or people's right to practice another religion different from Christianity, then there's a war on Christianity. 
And if you believe that maybe you shouldn't be able be allowed to discriminate against your employees because of their sexual orientation, then there's a war on heterosexuality. And or men can't be men anymore because it's usually a masculinity thing in that argument. There's no war. It's, just, it's all bullshit. Culture warriors invent shit that they can pretend to be outraged about, mostly politicians, so they can raise money on it. They can trick you into believing that there's they're coming for the guns. They're coming for your guns, so you need to send me money so I can stop them. They're coming for Christmas. They're taking Christmas. You need to give me some money so I can stop them. There's a war on the sanctity of marriage. You need to give me some money so I can stop them. There's a war on our, our, Christian, on our Christian faith. We won't be allowed to, to worship our God anymore, but if you send me some money, I can stop them. You, you get it? It's fake outrage over bullshit so that they can raise money to stop something that's not happening in the first place. And I think that that's why this moron, and the moron has a name, he's a Kentucky representative, U.S. representative from Kentucky, Thomas Massey. That's why he's posting Christmas photos with guns, because he's probably going to need you or at least the people in Kentucky, he's going to need you to send them some money so that they don't come get your guns, even though nobody's coming to get your guns in the first place. Now, I want to take a minute to talk about depression and suicide, especially among young people. According to the CDC, between 2007 in 2018, the suicide rate of those between 10 years old and 24 years old increased by nearly 60%. Depression is a serious illness. It's a mental illness, uh, which is the same as a, any other medical illness. You don't choose to have depression, just like you don't choose to have lung cancer or type 1 diabetes or any number, leukemia, you don't, you don't choose to have something wrong with you, but we tend to treat mental illness a lot differently from any other type of health issue. It's crippling. Depression is crippling. I know this because I, too, suffer from depression. And so it's real pain. It's real physical pain. It's Some days are, for people who suffer depression, some days are just horrible. It's not that they want to feel hopeless. 
and helpless and desperate. And a lot of times our brains may be making us feel the way we feel even though it doesn't make any sense. Uh, like the rich and famous people who committed suicide, who had no financial worries. Uh, a lot of them had loving families, and but they were sick. It was an illness. And we need to start treating mental illness the same way we treat cancer or any other thing that we, we need to... We need to be trying to cure it and treat it so that people can live normal, healthy lives whenever possible. But especially with uh, with the children, and I wanted to talk about this in light of the school shooting in Michigan, that there's a lot of mental health issues among children and teens that may go unnoticed. And obviously sometimes when there's clear warning signs, maybe we tend to be in denial about it. A, a real sad story. <clears throat> November 6th, 2021 in Utah. 10-year-old ten, <clears throat> Brittany Titchener-Cox died by suicide after being bullied 10 years old and was apparently relentlessly bullied to the point that she no longer wanted to be alive and slipped through the cracks. We weren't, we as a society, were not able to save a 10-year-old girl in Tennessee from feeling hopeless, from feeling like there's nothing to live for. I don't have all the, I don't hardly, I hardly have any answers, but I know it's something that we need to look at and work on a lot more than we do. On November 28th, 12 year old Eli Fritchley of Shelbyville, Tennessee, died by suicide after being ruthlessly bullied for being gay. Uh, when, <clears throat> when you're bullied to the point that you're made to feel worthless, uh, that you, that the people you love would be better off without you, uh, and he in particular, in particular, was being bullied for being gay. And on November 28th, he took his life because he was sick and because circumstances around him made him sick. Just like cigarettes and saturated fats make you sick, bullying, being bullied makes you sick. Being in constant fear of others accepting you for who you are makes you sick. 
makes you ill. It's an illness that's treatable. But we don't always know how to treat it. We don't always know how to spot the warning signs. And, and in some cases, there's stories of people, uh, as related to the 12-year-old in Tennessee, there's parents out there, when they find out their son or daughter is gay, just disown them. So I don't really know. There's nothing in this universe that my children could do that would cause me not to love them. They might do some stuff to make me mad, and I might be mad a long time. I hope not, but that doesn't mean I wouldn't love them. But for whatever reason, 12-year-old Eli Fritchley of Shelbyville, Tennessee, thought that the world would be better <clears throat> would be better off without him and thought that his loved ones, the people he cared about, didn't need him, didn't want him, would be happier without him. He couldn't take it anymore. He he couldn't deal with the constant fear of not being accepted, of being bullied, of being harassed. It made him ill. It gave him an, 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 a health issue. It made him sick. It made his mind sick. And he took his own life before he could be treated for his medical issue. I don't know the answers. But I know that we don't do near enough, not just depression, but a wide variety of mental health issues that we just don't, we don't treat as a legitimate illness like we should, or, or, or we're not training our leaders and our public officials and our police officers and our firemen and our EMTs, we're not training them how to deal with everybody who may be in a mental health crisis and it's sad because it's it's this is the wealthiest nation in the history of mankind we have the resources we just don't have the political will to do what needs to be done how many <clears throat> how many children have to die trying to get an education whether by school shooters or by bullies or by hate and discrimination. How many, and what's the number? What's the, what's the top fucking number before? The, how many kids need to die needlessly before, some, before we as a society step the fuck up and do something? We shouldn't make these people, not just children, anybody with a mental illness, shouldn't be pariahs. They shouldn't be social pariahs. They should be. They shouldn't be looked at any different from 
a guy that has kidney failure and needs dialysis. What's the, it's an illness. The person that needs dialysis didn't choose to have kidney failure. And the person who has crippling anxiety so bad that they can't even, they can't hold down a job didn't choose that. Nobody, nobody chooses to have something wrong with them. We might, from time to time, do stuff to our bodies that we shouldn't, as far as drugs and alcohol and uh, the foods we eat, but we're not making a conscious decision to be sick. We're not asking for cancer. We're not asking for depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, autism. But the days of, you know, tough it up, get the fuck over it, get out of the bed, pull yourself up by, I don't even know what the hell that means, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Uh, Those days need to be over. People need to know, especially our children need to know that there's not going to be any backlash if they seek help for an issue, an illness that they, for one reason or another, may feel embarrassed about. People need to be able to talk to other people without being ridiculed, without being laughed at. People need to know that there's people who love them, no matter how bad things may seem, and that there's there's always a real good chance that no matter how desperate or helpless or worthless you feel that tomorrow may be better, will be better, can be better. But not until we start talking about these things and not making making people feel like killing themselves is it the only option. It's... Any death, but especially a suicide, does so much damage to so many people that it should be easy for us as a society to tackle this issue, to put dollar after dollar if necessary to tackle this issue, especially among our children and teens. And, and young adults who, you know, life's not getting easier for people. But it's, it's just sad. And I want to end this with, I want to give out the number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's 800-273-8255. Again, the number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I have my ups and downs, just like anybody else. Maybe more than anybody else. I can be hard to figure out. And I like my privacy. I don't want you looking over my shoulder all the time. But you know your kid better than anybody else. 
And if you think he's acting different than usual? Acting really down, crying all the time for no good reason. Or getting really mad. Not able to sleep or sleeping too much. Shutting her friends out or giving her stuff away. Acting reckless, drinking, using drugs, staying out late. Suddenly not doing stuff he used to love. Or doing stuff that's just not like him. It might be nothing to worry about. It might just be high school. Or it might be something more. He might be depressed. Not just feeling down, really depressed. It might be that your kid is thinking about killing himself. It happens, more than you think, more than it should. And people say, I had no idea. I thought it was just a phase he was going through. I never thought she'd do it. I wish he'd come to me. I wish he'd said something. I wish I'd said something. When it's too late. So if you think your kid's acting different, if she seems like a different person, say something. Say, what's wrong? How can I help? And ask straight out, are you thinking about killing yourself? It doesn't hurt to ask. In fact, it helps. When people are thinking about killing themselves, they want somebody to ask. They want somebody to care. Maybe you're afraid you'll make it worse if you ask. Like, you'll put the idea in their head. Believe me, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't hurt to ask. In fact, the best way to keep a teenager from killing herself is to ask, are you thinking about killing yourself? And what if they say yes? Or maybe. Or sometimes? Well, here's what you don't say. That's crazy. Don't be such a drama queen. You're making too much of this. That boy's not worth killing yourself over. That's not going to solve anything. You're just trying to get attention. You're not going to kill yourself. What you do say is, I'm sorry you're feeling so bad. How can I help? We'll get through this together. Let's keep you safe. A lot of people think about killing themselves, adults and kids. Most of them never try it, but some of them do. So if your kid says, I'd be better off dead. I can't live with this. I'm going to kill myself. Take her seriously. Find someone she can talk to about it. Someone who knows how to help. Sometimes kids want to kill themselves because something happened. A breakup, a failure. But sometimes it goes deeper, and it's not going to go away by itself. Get some help. Talk to your doctor. Or a counselor at school. Or your minister. But don't just let it drop. And make sure that your kid always has someone to turn to. Someone he trusts. Make a list together, write them. Three, four, five names. Put a suicide hotline number on there, too. Have him keep that list in his wallet so he always knows where to turn. Make sure your home is safe. If you have pills she could use to hurt herself, lock them up. If you have a gun, don't just lock it up. Get it out of the house, the bullets too. And one more thing, if you think your kid might be about to hurt himself, don't leave him alone. Take him to the emergency room. Call 911 if you have to. We all have our ups and downs, but sometimes it's more than that. If you think something's wrong, the only way to find out is to ask. Ask straight out. Are you thinking about killing yourself? Don't wait until you're sure. Trust your gut. Because it never hurts to ask. And it can make a big difference. All the difference. In your kid's life.